and gentlemen, distinguished colleagues, uh, my client Frank here isn't really on trial today, you know? Common sense is on trial. And, well, common sense would tell you that eating a bowl of cereal while operating a car is, well, it's, it's reckless. It's moronic. One might even call it donkey-brained. Donkey-brained? It means to have the brains of a donkey or a donkey-type creature. Welcome to this week's episode of Say What You Mean. I'm Jeff. I'm Jake. How are you? I'm tired, but <laughs> I'm good. Like it, I don't know. This has been the, the last like this whole week has been crazy. Like I don't feel like I haven't been doing something every single like oh. as soon as I'm done with something, I'm on to something else. Right. So it's okay. Yeah. It's cl- you know it's class, it's work, um, taking Tucker to his uh, canine good citizen classes, um, going to KXRW for. Uh, editing um, um for my sent yeah my sentence for for uh, botching <laughs> the edit <laughs> yeah hey what's good citizen training uh so he can be a therapy he can be like a th- um like a therapy dog for uh-huh. uh corrections facilities or hospitals oh, stuff like that he's, he's gonna get a vest with a little badge and awesome. when jen last year when mm-hmm. she was in the hospital um right when she started turning and feeling better uh this guy came in with this little little like a small dog yeah. and like that dog just loved to visit people and was just so great and cute and mm-hmm. it was awesome that's yeah that's I, cool we hope to do that with that's Tucker. awesome so, i love that yeah so he's it's a long it's about 12 weeks worth of classes and we're only on week two so dang it's gonna be it'll be long but He's doing good. He's really bored right now because like the beginning classes are like pretty basic. Yeah, like, it's fundamentals. He's like, like I know all it's this. It's like sit and stay. Well, we, I mean, he's older than most of the other dogs in uh, the class. So, what a pro he does. He does well. What a pro! Dang man, you guys do so much with that dog. <laughs> yeah, he's got a pretty good life. Yeah, that's crazy. That's awesome. That'll be so good. Mm-hmm. That'll be. I just love that. And I don't know. I think on the flip side, you guys getting to just see the joy it'll bring mm-hmm. you know what i mean yeah it'll be fun that'll that's awesome what a good guy yeah that's busy though yeah it is busy but the uh the are you working yeah. full-time yeah oh gosh <laughs> wow 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 yeah it's been tough but um especially with this new with the this new semester i just I'm not. I'm not feeling these classes. I need to get my head on straight. It's oh, just been, been you're just not into it. No. Yeah. Especially one of them, the uh, uh, intercultural communications. <laughs> I'm just not into that class at all. Why? It's just. Well, we. I think we talked about it last yeah. week. It's just. One thing I was thinking about last week is is. Um, I kept thinking, what is that word I'm thinking about? What is that word? And then you brought it up later, and then it was too late for me to like say, hey, that's what I was thinking about the whole time, but uh. When you're talking about the personal stories, mm-hmm. when when it's anecdotal, you're just like, meh. Yeah. That's what it is. That word. I was like, what is it? What is it? What am I thinking? And mm-hmm. it's like, when it's this anecdotal evidence or people just talking about their personal experience, you're like, mm, okay, that just, that's just your experience that one time. I want, you know, 
Yeah, I want to talk. I mean, I want to talk about the concepts and theories of yeah. like this of the school of thought within the broader right. context of international right. relations. How does intercultural? How does the study of intercultural relations help me understand international relations more more broadly? Right. Like, right. Oh, I want to have those type of discussions, uh, not like, oh, when I was when I was in Germany, this mm-hmm. is what I did. And I'm mm-hmm. like. Okay. Is it continuing to be like that? Yeah, I oh. think it's going to be like that the rest of the semester. Oh, because no. I think it's going to be like that the rest of the semester. Are the readings different? Uh, the readings are, are different, yeah. To be honest, I haven't really even done them. Well, maybe you'll enjoy the readings more than I don't know. The, the, pre-recorded le- the pre-recorded lectures are really good. Okay, um, okay. It's from one of the it's from a prof- one of the professors on campus, and th- those are really, really interesting. Right. Like, that's the only thing I like. I care about the entire yeah. thing. So. I'm going to be honest. I think your program is... Like way harder than mine. I don't know, maybe. Because, <laughs> like, I mean, the content creation stuff—that's mm. I like that, and I've always kind of toyed around with it. So that stuff is kind of easy for me. Mm-hmm. But that's just the one course. In the other course, it's like do research, post two articles for like one week's homework. This is just one week's. It alternates, so it's like for this week, find two articles that have to do with what we read. Then talk. Then by Friday, post on other people's two comments, and then the next week, um, it's a writing assignment, and that's us building our crisis communication plan. So for the first week, it was just a rough draft of a table of contents, and then the next week, it's going to be like, what is this going to be? What crisis is this going to be a response to? Mm-hmm. So it just kind of alternates, right? Overall, you could be like, okay, that's that's some work, though. That is work. But the effort people put into these things, oh, my word, dude. So both Jen's cousins, Micah and Matt, are they're both doing uh, grad school at WSU Online. Mm. Um, and, you know, Micah's texting me, and he's like, dude, I cannot believe some of the things that people just post. Like, they, they just half-assed it. They don't care. And I was like, that's strange because it's it's grad school. You feel like I'd feel like I feel like oh my gosh I'm in this next another level. Like I need to step up my game. Mm-hmm. So when I post an article, like I could easily just Google something, select the top article, and just say this is why this is important. But I'm like that's not good enough. That's not good enough. And then I find like PDFs from actual corporations that like just like lay out their entire. We lo- we were looking at identity culture and something else Mm. in in a corporation. So what I found was a, a identity, a corporate identity manual from this one business. Okay. It was an international aluminum supplier and it laid out on every page, the exact spacing that needed to be around the logo. Um, how the logo is supposed to be placed on a letterhead, on a signature, on a document, on a semi truck, on their clothes. Like it lays out everything, right? And I just kind of broke that down, and I'm like, this is why I think this is interesting. And then I chose another thing, um, a document from Clark County, mm. um, because I'm doing Clark County as my project. So I write, it's like write like two or three sentences, and I just I can't. So I'm writing like eight, nine, ten sentences, like long, like a paragraph of breaking it down and why I think it's important. And then I submit it, and I go to look through other people's, and there are people who posted the article that were the articles that were at the top of the Google search. (laughs) (laughs) They have access to JSTOR and all that stuff. 
It's just it's bizarre to me, dude. I don't I don't I don't get it. I don't get it. No, there's people, I can't there's, go in there and do that. No, there's people like that in my in my program too. Right. Yeah. It's so weird. You're paying like you're paying fifty fifty grand, like what are you doing? I, I don't know. And I know I'm sure everybody's working full time and all that. Yeah. I am too. But when I do this, I can't, I have to, f- I feel like I'm not putting enough effort into this. I need to take some time and actually mm-hmm. give to this. Yeah. And I do it. And then I look at everybody else's and they're like, this is cool. Well, the difference might be <laughs> is that like, they might be needing to take that for their job and they don't particularly care about communication. Oh. Whereas, like, you're taking it because you love like you not only do you oh, want to do great not, point. not only do you want to do it as a job but you're like not in a like you're not in a job in communi- like right in that kind of communication so this is why i get to develop those skills yeah right. so like you you see this not only as like a step to where you want to be right instead of just trying to do it for like just trying to a do it for a work, or like, a raise yeah. or something yeah um and also i think like you just you care about the material yeah more. so like you're going oh, you, you want to, you want to go above and beyond like that's me with with this like mm-hmm. we all had those history papers writing oh, absolutely. about sorry dr peabody <laughs> but like your european some of the european popular culture about you like, hate the, that class i, do, I didn't hate that class but like yeah some of it was like oh like what is the beating of cats in france during the like Mm -hmm. 15th century i'm like (laughs) i love that stuff i know i know you did but for me i'm just (laughs) i was just kind of like oh man like that's like i'm gonna get i'm gonna write this right i find it interesting enough Mm -hmm. but like to write a five-page paper on like that was brutal yeah like you put in i i did not put in my best effort on that that's just more the point i was i was yeah yeah, no i know that's a great point though I didn't think about that. And I wonder how that reflects with like um, the twins, Matt and Micah, with them going to school. Maybe because they care more about their programs that they're just like, why does nobody else care like I do? You know? Yeah. Hmm. That's interesting. Interesting point. So, yeah, I mean, school's dope. I love it. We're back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I went to Bend. Yes, you did. For like a week. It was awesome. You were there for a whole week? Well, it was like four days. Okay. The house was a $1.2 million house. That's a nice house. It was massive, dude. And it was right on the Deschutes. And every morning I woke up and I looked out my window and there was just the river. Mm-hmm. It was beautiful, dude. The Deschutes. Yeah, it was nice. It was warm. It didn't rain. It was chill. Nice. It was fun. I, I love. I freaking love Bend. Uh, my brother stopped by the house and said hi to everyone and hung out for a little bit. But it was cool. It was like... 11 of us from Jen's family just mm. raging oh, all so weekend. I figured you were going down there to see your brother. No, okay. it was just like, so every year we, we've gone, we go on a camping trip with Jen's family. We go on several with her mom, but um, every year we've been doing Astoria mm-hmm. and we've always gone to Astoria and then we are always going camping and then we always go to the KOA out there. Um, but then like as we get older and as, you know, more kids come into the scene, more people want to camp less because it's way more of a hassle. Mm-hmm. So then last year, everybody got cabins, and then it rained a bunch. So everybody ended up being in their own cabins and not really hanging mm-hmm. out. So we're like, well, we should change this up next year. Let's do something. So Jen planned this whole thing, got this massive house. All 11 of us went and stayed in this house. And whether it's raining or not, you're all stuck in a house together. So we all hung out and clay david and i all brought our switches and we played some mario kart and smash brothers with the kids and yahtzee and hung out and just visited and cooked and it was awesome that's cool yeah. that sounds like a great time 
<coughs> so I think we're going to do it again next year, but we're looking at like maybe lake houses up north. Okay. So maybe like sooner in the year so it's like hot and mm-hmm. so we can swim in the lakes and stuff. Cool. Um, or in the Puget Sound, so. Crazy. Dude, I also wanted to bring up, I didn't mention this, I didn't tell you this, I was doing this, but I went to that fourth plane multicultural fair. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We we went because, like, Jen and I are in, like, the phases, we're in this process of adoption. Mm-hmm. So, and, and a lot of times, you know, they want you to, if your child is, is, a, is of a, a different race than your own or whatever, culture they want you to expose them to things like that so um she saw that and was like hey we should go check this out just to you know what's it i always see you know that they call that like international highway of vancouver is that fourth plane area right there so i've never never heard of it really called that yeah that's interesting you gotta listen to my oral history i did with carmen bro (laughs) (laughs) so um she was like yeah let's go check it out and we were hoping that it would be more like, how do I say this? <laughs> like, like local vendors, like, like community made things. Okay. Whether it be clothing or jewelry or so, whatever, you know, almost like a Saturday nar- market, but with like, um, different cultures represented in it. Mm-hmm. So, but all, you know, just a celebration of those cultures, which it was. Yeah. Um, but we get there, there's just a stage and they had some performances and they had some like native American, like dancing and, uh, I think they did, they did like a bunch of other stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but the vendors were all like businesses and it was just kind of like, mm, tight. not too stoked on it, but there was, uh, a lot of like community vendors. So there was like, uh, the city of Vancouver had like a little tent, um, different, like local, like government institutions were there okay. with tents, which I thought was cool. Yeah. Um, and then they had local foods there which Mm. was cool um and so as soon as i walk into the park i hear a voice over the pa and it's it's loud announcing to the to the crowd about what's going on for the day and i was like i know that voice and so i walk in and sure enough jen was like is that and i was like yeah it was it was carmen oh really (laughs) yeah she like she was like part of the committee that spearheaded the whole thing Hmm. uh so i went up to her and said hi um and her food cart was there and I okay. haven't eaten there yet, so I ate there. That was that picture of that that Sonoran hot dog oh, that okay. I posted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I don't know. It was cool. It was cool to see just so many people of different walks of life just gathering to celebrate multiculturalism. Sure. So um, that was fun. Just yeah. a little Saturday morning thing to do. Um, but with that said, Jake, as of yesterday, Jen and I are cleared to submit on children. That's awesome. We have all the access to the database nationwide to look for children that fit our home and that we think that would fit our family. That's amazing. It's terrifying, Jake. <laughs> it's so freaking scary, well, dude. I, well, I bet, but dude, it's also happy. And it is. It's amazing. It's amazing. It's she called cool. me last night. And she was like, can I call you? And I was like, no, because I'm sitting at my desk. My work is insane my new job is insane really constant chaos for 24 like for 10 straight hours just like hello hi yeah beep beep hello just constantly moving so she's like can i call you and i'm like no like it's insane so i found a second to call her and i call her and she's like hey i just wanted to let you know like we're clear we're good to go our home study is done our profile is done 
our everything we need to do is done and we can like start looking and submitting on kids that we think will fit. And then she's like, what do you think? Cause I'm just back being quiet. And I'm like, I'm getting all jokey. <laughs> so I'm sitting here at work, like yeah. getting all choked up. And she's like, me too. And I was like, Oh my God. Uh, so we get off the phone and dude, she, so the caseworker that we started with, who was amazing, mm-hmm. she, she's still like, because I told you how the newest one was kind of a nightmare. Mm-hmm. But then the, the the first one, she was like, oh, my gosh, I found these this set of twins that would be so perfect for your family. And, I mean, that's terrifying. Who knows if that happens? But it, we still should look, right? Yeah. So we started looking at all these kids. Jake, I want them all. I want all of them. They're so sweet and just like they're just like looking for love and just in this this system of just like being sent from home to home because they're all from foster care mm-hmm. and they're all le- quote legally free because their parents are not able to care for them. They're all just so sweet. I mean, some of them have trauma and issues and like behavioral issues, but I mean, what kids don't unless you work with them. Right. Yeah. Um, but wow. I want them all. I just want a home of like 20 kids, which I don't, I really don't. But when I'm looking through them, I'm just like, Oh my God, he's so cute. Oh my God. She's so cute. She's so sweet. Like they just, it's so sweet. I don't know. So that's the big news. We'll see. I don't know. We could submit on a kid today and have one next week. Who knows? Is that how fast it, it, it could goes? be, really? or okay. it could be like three months or it could be like 12 months. So, okay. <laughs> coming Kids coming here, ruin our pod loft. <laughs> <laughs> Oh gosh! Isn't that wild? Dude? That is. That's crazy. It is crazy. That's crazy. You guys have been on this for about three what years. Been, yeah. Yeah. That's how long it's been? But I want to thank everyone who's supported us in any way, whether that be financially, emotionally, just being there for us. It's it's been huge, and these are the hardest times I've been through. Mm-hmm. So, to have the support that we have had, that I've had, has been incredible. So, anyone listening? who's been there for me and us i appreciate it jake i appreciate you i'm always listening to my stress and and drama (laughs) that's the least it's the least i can do yeah so i appreciate that that's what we have this for is it's partly therapeutic it is very therapeutic (laughs) it's like i need to just let some steam off i got into a comment battle you did oh yeah do you see me liking all your comments i saw you liking them yeah (laughs) Nice to know somebody's watching. Oh my gosh. Everyone is so dumb. They're commenting to your initial comment and not reading your, like, your reinforced statements. Mm -hmm. So people are so dumb. I was getting so mad. Yeah. The guy guy at the end, though, that guy got nasty. Well, they're always going to get nasty. That's just their. If someone gets nasty like that, they just have nothing else to say, nothing of value to say. They're not going to bring anything. Yeah, I think he was. Pro- I think he might have been somehow affected by one of these tragedies. Oh, just by kind of reading between the lines of what he was saying. Okay, because he kept using when he's like, "I don't want to ever have like, I don't ever have to have a you know loved ones to have to bury um you know f- their family or friends." I think he was somehow direct, either directly or indirectly affected by right. one of these tragedies. So I tried to be as polite as possible right. i even at one time said like hey man i'm sorry for whatever 
right. has happened in your life that has made you <laughs> this angry, but telling me to go kill myself is the same <laughs> is the same anger that yeah. is that you're trying the same anger and hate that you're you you want to stop right like, right? right so I mean the only difference is that is the is the tool that you would use to carry out that yeah that anger like yeah. you're using Facebook to try to like bully somebody mm-hmm. versus I don't know anyway I get what you're saying so whatever yeah. um do you have anything before I keep going no go for it <laughs> sports Jake sports Jake sports Jake is back and in full steam okay not only am I a fan of full steam but the Andersons are Micah, CJ, and, mm-hmm. and Matt. They're constant. Every meme, every Jets meme that I'm sending you is coming from them. Really? <laughs> They're like, we need to put Jake on suicide watch. Oh gosh, uh, man, I've been conditioned for this. Yeah, it's honestly this now. It's just a joke. Like ten years, like five, six, seven years ago. Yeah, this would have been like crushing to me. Yeah, but now it's just like, man. It's just I expect stuff like this. Right. Like we right. get we get through the butt fumble, which is constantly reminded. You know, Jets fans are constantly reminded by the national media that um, <laughs> that that is. Have you ever seen the butt fumble play? No. Okay. Well, it's it. I'm going to look e- it up right e- now. ESPN. Just to set the stage. So this was back in like 2013, maybe 2000. I think it's like 2013. Mark Sanchez on Thanksgiving. Yep. On, so, one of the, on Thanksgiving? On Thanksgiving Day, they're playing the Patriots, and mm-hmm. I had all of my friends, all my family were watching the game. I had everybody sitting down. I'm completely in my Jets gear, and I'm super hyped for the game, and the Jets aren't playing well because they're not a good – they weren't a good team. They haven't been a good team since, well, most of this decade. But they've um, – so Sanchez – Sanchez gets the snap. It's a botched play. He goes to try to like run it to get some like because he's going to get sacked try, if he tries to pass the ball. So he like tries to like run right, mm-hmm. and he runs literally in the into the butt of his offensive lineman and fumbles the ball. Like he doesn't get hit by a Patriots player. He just is trying to escape pressure. Runs into the ass end of his <laughs> right guard Brandon Moore and fumbles the ball. The Patriots pick up the ball. Okay, yeah, here's the audio. Oh, oh, it laid him out. Yeah. Oh, and to a touchdown. Yeah. Oh. So here's the so that's just one part of the sequence here. <laughs> so the page so the Jets are down 7 Jets are down 7-3 so in like in the second quarter. So the game's still fairly close at this point. Right. The Patriots had just scored a touchdown. That's on the ensuing kickoff. Okay. So that's like the first play first or second play from scrimmage. Yeah. So there's 14 points in like 30 seconds of game time. Oh my word. The ensuing kickoff off after that butt fumble uh Joe McKnight, rest his soul, he actually has passed away since mm-hmm. then, but he uh he he fumbles. He gets smacked on the ensuing kickoff ball goes straight up in the air. They catch it and return it. So there was 21 points scored in about 45 seconds of game time. And my whole family all gets up and walks out of the room. And I'm just sitting there by myself on Thanksgiving in my chest gear. (laughs) (laughs) So this Sam Darnold getting mono is like, I expected at this point from this team, man, because any way anything can happen. Like, and you know what's the word like insult to injury to that is is ESPN should have known this was happening. They should have guarded against it, but they're uh-huh. they're just helping the troll culture. Right. Is that 
last two summers ago, or maybe it was last summer, they they like what was the top play in every franchise's history, and they allowed the butt fumble to be one you could vote on, and of course. Everybody who's not a Jets fan voted for the butt fumble for the Jets' top play in their history. So, what's our number one play? What's the Jets' number one play according to ESPN in the in their franchise history? Is the butt fumble? It's wow. not Joe Namath holding up his finger after his guarantee when we won the Super Bowl in 1969. Right? No, it's not that. It's Mark Sanchez running into the back of Brandon Moore and fumbling the football. Wow. So I've never heard of that. That's that is the life of a Jets. That is the so life of a Jets. You're good. Fan. Yeah, I mean, but it's, it's the most Jets thing ever, right? Yeah. Like, our quarterback, who's a, we finally kind of put the butt fumble thing behind us. We have new jerseys. Um, <laughs> we have a new coaching staff. We have a new GM. We have right. a, this young quarterback who shows promise. Everybody in the national media says this is this guy is one of the best prospects since Andrew Luck to come out of college. Like, we got this guy. Mm-hmm. He's going to be our franchise. And then gets mono to start the season, mm-hmm. like, and we don't know when he's going to be back. And and then the backup quarterback breaks his ankle on Monday Night Football, and we're down to our third string quarterback yeah. against the Browns. It's just how'd that go? We lost twenty three to three. Oh, but Falk looked okay. Did he? Yeah. Okay. They would have put up more points, but they were going for it on fourth, like going for it on fourth downs mm. and stuff. They could have like kicked field goals, right? And, Le'Veon Bell, the running back, fumbled the ball on the five-yard line going in. And there was just there was a lot of there were opportunities. Falk threw for like 200 yards in the second half. So I think I mean he's got to play the Patriots in Foxborough next this Sunday. So it's, that's not going to go well. Jets yeah. will be 0 three, and our season is effectively over. This is this one's tough because the Jets season always comes to a to an end one way or the other in the mm-hmm. regular season. It's just this is the. This is one of the earliest yeah. you've I've yeah. been able to put that nail in the coffin. Ooh. So, well, so I get a text like, "Let's let's we gotta have Jake on suicide watch after the ankle break," and then immediately after you text me that Luke Falk goes in, I'm like, "Oh!" So then I screen cap like, "Jake's good, Jake's good," like Luke Falk's in, and then you text me about Minshew also playing this week, and then the best thing. You text me. You said the Jets have a negative net thirteen passing yards in the first half. We've got them right where we want them. <laughs> I'm not joking. I laughed out loud and I sent that to the boys and like, oh, it was just so perfect. And I, my response was, I love sports, Jake. <laughs> like I don't even really care for football, and nor do I know like all of what negative net thirteen passing yards is. But it means their quarterbacks being sacked a lot and they're not getting first. Oh, okay, I thought so, but yeah. either way, I love it. Dude, it was bad. Jeff. I love their it. Offensive line was literally not blocking. There was a <laughs> in the first like the first pass play of the game, they let three unblocked Browns defensive linemen come through the line. Just aren't, unblocked. Aren't the Browns like not good? Uh, they're supposed to be good this year. Oh, okay. Like, they brought and they they've spent a ton of money bringing in mm, like all sorts of talent. Right. So. Well. But they're honestly not that good. Yeah. Like they're lucky they're playing the Jets because their offense looks like shit. Really? Yeah. Well, warm up. Good team to beat up on just so you feel good about yourself yeah. next Yeah, week. that was that's what everybody was saying. Like <laughs> I was reading I was reading Brown's um, beat writers and they were saying like just get a win like yeah. for this game. Like yeah. get get the ship right because week one they got blown out by the Titans. So mm. um Is yeah. what's his name still throwing for Titans? Mariota. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh nice. Yeah. Um Anyways, regardless, I love sports, Jake, football or football, whatever the sport is. But basketball, I can't wait to win more tacos. Mm-hmm. I cannot wait for that. Honestly, I just can't wait for the season to start. Mm-hmm. 
I miss them. And this team, they're starting to practice, and I'm seeing clips of them practicing. And Dame and uh, Whiteside are working on pick and roll alley oops. And that's good. They need that. Full, yes, they need that full season. They need and 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 Whiteside commented on the video of them running the pick and roll alley oop, and all he said was, uh, "Go over the screen." I dare you, and then put like the the three hand emoji. He's buying in. Yeah, he really is. He's buying in. Yeah, which I appreciate, and we need. Yeah, because who knows when Nurk's coming back? So, mm-hmm. which I don't. Every time I think about Nurk, I get so sad. Yeah, <laughs> think about where this team would be. <sighs> I mean, as much as the Jets are snake bitten by their own like dysfunction, right? Blazers are aren't that dysfunctional. The Blazers no. are just like snake bitten by terrible luck, mm-hmm. injuries. So, dude, that leg break is so gnarly. I can't mm-hmm. watch it. Still, I know we talked about it a million times, but like somebody at work said that they watched it again, and I'm like, how? Yeah, why would you choose to go back and Ugh. watch that and this far? Yeah, Ugh, right before the season too, because then you're like immediately starting off in terror. So it's like mm, I'm good. Yeah, every time Lillard or McCollum are going to go up this, like go up this season for a contested like layup or whatever, I'm yeah. going to be so nervous. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's over if either of them get hurt. Well, yeah. particularly Dame. Yeah, knock on wood. Um. You know what Saturday is? Saturday, your birthday. It is my birthday. It is your birthday. Yeah. Your birthday present hasn't come yet, so it'll be your next episode. I give it to you. Is that all right? No, you're not giving me a birthday present. Well, I've already ordered it, so <laughs> <laughs> so return it. No, I'm just kidding. Okay, I don't. I'm not, no. It's not I feel, okay. I feel Jake. bad because you're always on top of it. Mm-hmm. You're always on. You're way better. With I'm that already stuff than planning I, yours. Well, you're you're nuts, <laughs> and you're a much better friend to me than I am to you. Stop so. it. Anyway, the uh, so anyway that'll be next next weekend. episode. But you are doing your birthday party at Vault Bar. Vault Thirty one or something. Vault, I don't okay. know. I don't know. I don't know. It's in Vancouver though, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's duh. that's much better. I, mean, I saw something like that. I'm like, that screams Portland. It does. That's why I chose it. Mm-hmm. So last year, um, I they I was like, I, I I always approach my birthday like, eh, I don't really want to do anything. And then my friends text me, "What are we doing for your birthday?" And I'm like, God dang it, I I don't know. I, and this year I just said I don't really care to do anything, and. My friend Jesse was like, dude, come on. You got to do something. Like, let's hang out. And I was like, okay. So then last year I went to Portland and same thing. I was like, I don't really want to do anything. I don't really know what to do. And they're like, let's go to Portland. Um, there's this cool bar. They have like outside games like Cornhole and we all love Cornhole. Mm-hmm. So and then right across the street is uh, an arcade, like a barcade, which totally up my alley i'm like that sounds so much like so much fun so we did that but then it's like (laughs) jen went out for a little bit and she's like i'm going home and i was like oh okay and she's like just take an uber home and i was like i've never done that that'd be a fun experience so then i take an uber home from portland it was like 30 dollars oh jesus and i was i mean obviously it's better than drunk driving Mm -hmm. but i was just like dude okay first of all i'm pretty drunk and i was just I was probably so annoying to this Uber driver. I asked him a billion questions. Like I was doing an oral history. <laughs> like, <laughs> Tell me about the entire history of how you, one, how you got this Prius and why you're doing Uber. Um, but I was just like, you know, I don't want to do that again. That was expensive. I don't want to tr- have to Uber from Portland. So I was like, I really don't want to do anything. I was like, maybe I'll just go to dinner. And then, so I was texting Jen. I was like, let's just do dinner. And she's like, well, do you want to do it with your friends? And I was like, I don't really, it's such a hassle to kind of 
get everyone at a dinner and then have to book the table and then all your friends are on the other side of the table and you can't really chat and blah, 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 blah. So I was like, let's just, because of my one friend who was texting me like, let's do something for your birthday. I was like, do you and your girlfriend just want to come to dinner with Jen and I? And then he's like, yeah, that sounds great. So it's just like a small dinner for the four of us. Then after that, where everybody's going to come to this bar that I found in Vancouver, which is like a video game themed bar. Mm. So the Vault 31 is a reference to um, what's that game? Oh, it's uh, hold on. Hold on. Uh, Fallout. Yes, to yeah. Fallout. Um, but then they have like a ton of screens. They have Mario Kart, Super Smash Brothers, like all of these video games. I think there's like wireless handheld like Super Nintendo controllers mm. so you can play from across the room and just play all these games. So it just seemed like a super silly kind of fun thing to do. It's in Vancouver, so I don't have to Uber anywhere. And if I do Uber somewhere, it's like $10. Yeah, you don't have to pay like across. Insane amount of money. Yeah. Um, Dude, Ubers are expensive. They're so expensive. I spent more money on Ubers in D.C. than I did on anything else. Really? Yeah. yeah, it's insane. Especially like, you know, there's peak times and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've, I've always done Portland and all my friends live in Portland. So it's like, you know, I'm yeah. coming to them. I'm the one person coming to them. But this year I was like, no, we're all coming to Vancouver. And so then my Vancouver friends are like, hell yeah, we'll be there. So it's like, it works out. Awesome. Yeah, it'll be fun. Come and out if you want to. 7 o'clock at Vault 31. <laughs> Yes. I will be there. Yeah, it'll be fun. Okay. Trump toys. What? Trump toys. Is this like a is is this like a neurotic thing or You tell me, dude. <laughs> this is part of that culture I don't understand. Okay. So <laughs> hit me with <laughs> this that, is an interesting transition. That driver. Okay. With the, the socks the and the shoes. You warned me that there was gonna be something <laughs> like about this guy. So again. now he loves to be like it's that troll culture, yeah. but he loves to be like, hey, <laughs> look at this, look at this, <laughs> right, right, am I right, am I right? And I'm like, dude. So he's trying to get like a rise out of me. Yeah. Because he wants to he wants to drink your tears, man. Yeah. And anyone who like gets worked up, which I'm sure there's they, kind of. They legitimately think that a picture of Trump is going to make liberals just like. Oh, my yeah, exactly. Oh, exactly. <laughs> so. And, and, and I always approach it not like, oh, no. Like like a crucifix to like a vampire, you know what I mean? I mm-hmm. don't react like that. I just I look at him and I just go, why? Like explain it. And he he doesn't know. He's not prepared for that reaction because the 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 showing of the Trump is supposed to trigger me. Mm-hmm. But instead, I'm just like, why? And now he's like, oh shit! Now I have to explain why I bought this stupid ass Trump toy. What kind of toy is it? I have a video. Oh, okay. That's that's even better. <laughs> so it's this pen that has two buttons on the back, and you click it, and it Trump says things, and he and the clicks make him. He's wearing boxing gloves, and he like punches, air punches, and he says like little witty things, right? Except, I don't think it's pro-Trump propaganda. I think it's like mocking him. Okay. But this guy's showing me like, <laughs> look, look, president, this is so, president. So it's kind of like me thinking that Stephen Colbert was like a legitimate Republican. Yes. When I was like, okay. Yes. All right. <laughs> so I just some of the things that he says I have written right here is my IQ is huge. Never forget 7-Eleven. I'm going to build a wall. Those are some of the things he okay, says. That's. um. Yes. 
that that's mocking him. But he's showing me with pride. Like, look at my cool Trump toy. Here, here's a video of it real quick. Um Yeah. Okay, and he just carries us around with him at work? No, he brought it specifically. No, he didn't even bring it with him. He uh, took video of it at home to bring to work to show me. <laughs> Was he worried about getting, it getting stolen or something? Like, I, so I don't know. Prize possession, he can't, they can't leave his house? I don't know. But not only, like, he didn't, like, that video had all the sayings in one clip. Yeah. He, like, took a video of him of it saying something and then went to another video and then the next phrase and then another video and then the next phrase. But he didn't show me the never forget Seven Eleven one. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I wonder if he does know deep down that he, he bought something that was meant to mock it. And then he's got like, and then he's like, look at this. And he shows me, it's like a Trump bottle opener, beer bottle opener. Okay. And then he's like, look at this. And then it's like a Trump bobblehead. Uh, and I'm just like, and get ready, Jake, because you're about to get real triggered. I said, why? Like, why do? Why are you buying this? I don't. This is. This goes back to the the laminate or like you know covering your car mm-hmm. and all this stuff. And what happens when Trump's not president again? Like, not president. Like his terms, even if he gets a second one, will end at some point. And now you're just going to have all these Trump toys? You're like a 50-year-old man. I don't get it. <laughs> and he goes, yeah. well, that's when uh, we elect Trump Jr. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I said, I just, what? I, I, I've heard that. I've heard, like, I've heard, I've seen, like, legitimate, like, he's dead ass serious. Where they're like, Trump, the Trump dynasty. And it's like, um, like, Don Jr., Ivanka, yes. and all these, and, he and then, said and then all like of that. Baron, like all of these, de- like these yes. years and stuff, and like you just okay, you want a monarch, you you want a monarchy, yes, like, it's really. And then okay. I was like, what? And he's like, yeah, Trump Jr. And then Ivanka, and I'm like, you've got to be kidding me, dude. And Based he, on what? <laughs> it, it's just not even. A, I know, yeah, I know. Even. And he's like, she could be like the first woman, and that's like progressive, right? So oh, what, you guys can't be God. mad about it. And you yes. can't be mad of, <laughs> because it doesn't matter what woman it is. It's no. just it's just how I mean, we're all we all apparently Appar- liberals. Care, that's liberals what liberals care is that it's a is that it's a woman, right? Oh, fuck. Yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> so yeah. Well, interesting, uh, right? Yeah. Along, I mean, what a great example. What great insight. Yeah. I love it. Simply for the insight. That's it. I love being able to like have him show me these things and like because this is a cult of personality. This is a, a, a I you know people identify with this guy and they love it enough to buy toys. Yeah, I said, what are you gonna do afterwards? Go back to watching uh, the Apprentice? Like, yeah, you're gonna have a bunch of Apprentice toys. Like, after he's not president. Yeah, I mean, dude, I own a shirt that says I was anti-Obama before it was cool. So yeah. it's like, I was part of, I mean, I've been there, man. I've been there when you. But that's anti. 
It's the same thing, though. I don't These people morphed into... Okay, that yeah. morphed into Trumpism. That was the beginnings of Trumpism. Is It, it really does originate from an anti-Obama sentiment. It, okay. it, I, I truly believe that but it does. But the culture of like wearing anti-Obama or like pa- pasting anti-Obama stuff on things? Yeah. I think that's where the cult... I think mm. that's where the person... I think that's where that cult of personality really rise right. from. And then Trump tapped right into it. He said the exact... He said all of the things that we we're saying back then all the things mm-hmm. that we believed back then about the government um it's he's taken it now and, and has amplified it but his and his like original his his original stuff like build build the wall has been like that's that's been a staple mm-hmm. of that little portion of the mm-hmm. population for a long time and it's grown and it's amplified now because trump has has made it mainstream um but oh dude so that you've identified that in your so just just looking at this and analyzing it so in the broader picture of your party you've seen that mm-hmm. little sect yeah and now that sect has grown to be the majority voice at least it's it's the popular the loudest voice, voice. Yeah. yeah that's terrifying to me because i'm thinking about the little sect within the liberal side mhm and I, you hear about these extremes. If you watch the de- if you watch the debate, I didn't watch them. You you get yeah. You can come out. You can easily come away with that. Really? Yeah. Oh yeah. And those voices are now getting well, louder. Well, those because, points are getting louder. Not because I don't even know if they necessarily. Because I don't even know if Trump truly believes half the shit that he's he's right. Spews. But the the ba- the Beto O'Rourke's and the uh, and the Senator Harris's mm-hmm. like they're doing everything they can. And Trump did this too. Like Trump knew that if he played if he stuck to a de- like to the decorum and he stayed within the guardrails of what is supposed to be the Republican Party. He wasn't going to beat Jeb, he wasn't going to beat Marco Rubio, he was right. going to beat Ted Cruz. He wasn't. He had to be different. He had to get sound bites. He had to dominate news cycles. Right. Well, as this is the, we talked about this with Megan when she was on. We've mm-hmm. and you and I have talked about it since is that the fear is that when you get those when you get that such that broad democratic field of candidates, mm-hmm. when you have the small we have these these people who have these ambitions to be president. They see themselves in that role, and then all of a sudden they're looking at their polling numbers and like I'm at one percent. Like that's and Biden's at thirty. What do I have to do to keep, yeah. to try to cut into that lead and make myself relevant? You start saying stuff like mandatory gun buybacks, or you start saying stuff like I'm going to give a reparations bill, or I'm I'm going to, or you start saying stuff like. Um, we can use an executive order to confiscate like assault weapons. That was all, all three of those things Whoa. were said on the democratic d- debate stage. And guess what? Now they're in the pop, they're popularizing media. Beto O'Rourke is, like, is getting bumps in the polls. Kamala Harris is getting bumps in the polls mm-hmm. because of these things that they said. And it's all populist that right. has no shot at, at getting through any sort of legislative mm-hmm. process. And good luck. I actually trying to use a, um, actually trying to use an executive order to confiscate something right. like you just you can't do it um but that's the that's the when people getting, don't know that what you're talking about though is like yeah. that's it's that it's that reverting to populism and i think there is a small sect of the democratic party who believes in using the tools of the of the executive branch to try to imp- impose extra constitution extra throughout you know going around subverting the constitution to in, enact what they see is should be america or their right. version of what what america should be and it's no different than the way trump is and i think that if that's that's becoming more popularized as politicians um try to co-op try to tap into that mm-hmm. for their own personal interests right 
Yeah. There's there's definitely a parallel in the in the Democratic Party to what's happening with the Republican Party. One hundred percent. Was Andrew Yang at the? No. Uh, yeah, he was. He was. Okay. Yeah. He was in the top. So they they cut it down to ten. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and then they left the other ten out. Mm-hmm. Thankfully. Yeah. But they really need to get it down to like five. Yeah. Um, that's just my opinion. But there's, I don't know. Like I was looking at Andrew Yang and. He keeps saying like, well, the, there's a thousand dollars. His whole thing is a thousand dollars a month to every single um, person. person. Right. And he's like, well, it's going to be self-funding. And so I went and looked at his breakdown on his website and mm-hmm. he has like eight indicators of how he's going to, how this is going to be self-funding and, or how he's going to fund it. And right. it's like only three of them are revenue streams. The other f- are, are like legit, like established revenue streams, like yeah. through taxation. The other the other five are his projections that the United States would save by having this thousand dollars a month that they would be spending less on social on other social programs mm-hmm. so that that money is now available to then give two thousand dollars. So that money's already there that's just gonna be spent differently. Mm-hmm. Well that's all assuming that those people are gonna be using that thousand dollars a month that you're just giving them in a productive manner. Yeah. Like you can't assume so that's that's where honestly that's where socialism fails is that Marx never was able to say how we were going to get to like this socialist identity, mm-hmm. this like uh, a cl- uh, the working class as a class in and f- in and for itself without taking into account individual self-interest. Right. Everybody has a different way they would want to spend that thousand dollars, and it may not always, and it may not be working towards the way that you think it's going to work. It's the same thing with Trump with his tax cuts. Right, he said. Well, we give what we give these these large corporations, these huge business owners, these major tax cuts. They're just going. They're they're going. They'll reinvest into the American economy. Right, that we're going to see all of this this windfall from these people reinvesting in the in the American economy, creating all these new jobs. No, what did they do? They just went and bought. They went and they went and bought back shares, and they recon they reconsolidated mm-hmm. their money. They reconsolidated yeah. their businesses, and in the their workers nor the american economy signing be- really any benefit from it other right. than like a small boost in confidence in the in the stock market this is it's the same thing like right. you can't you can't regulate self-interests and you can't and, and that that's anyway that's a complete <laughs> we really got down a <laughs> rabbit hole there so i apologize well i think he passed kamala harris in california what's that i think he passed kamala harris so far in like the in uh, a poll um yang yeah I Which wouldn't. I mean, I wouldn't doubt it. I mean, I mean that's her state, though. In oh, in California. Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know how particularly well she's she's liked. Yeah. It's um, interesting. I think she has more national appeal than she does in mm-hmm. the state, which mm-hmm. I don't know if that makes. I mean, you see that mm. you you do see that sometimes. Yeah. Like Mitt Romney wasn't overly particularly popular in Massachusetts, mm-hmm. where he was governor. Right. But he had broad appeal elsewhere. Well, we'll get to the other thing later, but since we're talking about California and Trump. Oh, yeah. Um, I just, that's just, it's just one more. So I, just to set the stage, I don't know. um, The Trump administration announced that they're going to, um, I don't know. Is it, I don't know what the right word is, like restrict. He's fighting over the state of California over their strict emissions standards their california's emission standards are more strict than the federal government government standards which is you it can't be legally it can't be looser it can't be more loose than the federal right so the standard is federal yeah federalism 
with the house this federal how federalism is set up is that the federal government sets the standard states can restrict from there local governments can restrict from there right you just can't be you cannot be more loose than what the federal minimum like what the federal threshold is but you can be more strict yes that that gets that plays right into states rights right what that's a calling card of the republican party is states rights mm-hmm. and this is just this is just one more this is one more fence or wall or whatever however you want to you know conceptualize it right of the republican party that that trump the trump administration <laughs> is just bulldozing down i at what point do you are you you're not even we keep saying this every single week but it's just what if you're calling yourself a Republican today, like what, what does it, what does it even mean? Because ultimately you're, you're, you've now, you're supporting a president who doesn't uphold states' rights. You're, you're upholding a president that doesn't uphold free trade. I, I don't, I don't, I don't understand. I just, I don't understand. Like, I don't I just don't understand this. You can't, the president cannot use the executive office to penalize California for risk for having emission standards. It's just not, I mean, he'll probably more than likely he'll lose in court, but mm-hmm. maybe not. You know, we don't know what the Supreme Court's going to do. Like they twist, they've twist and turned themselves recently to to try to fit, you know, with the with the census thing, right? Like they, I mean, I guess they told him he technically couldn't, but it was, I don't know. I'm right, just right. Well, I have no faith anymore. This article that I I found um, from the New York Times had an interesting point. It was saying that like the auto industry, the 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 inability to find a standard or an agreement between uh, administrations. So Obama had all these mm-hmm. restrictions and regulations on what was going to happen for the next like 16 years or eight years yeah. as far as developing emission-free cars. Now, Trump administration is undoing all of that, and specifically like we're talking about in California. And so the auto industry is like, this is, this is inhibiting innovation, and development because mm-hmm. it's like what is the standard if you set the regulation to be more uh to restrict emissions then mm-hmm. the the science and the innovation and development is going to steer towards providing that yeah but now the regulation which is going to cost more it's going to be it's going to take more work to do that but overall in the the broader picture the idea is that it's better for the planet and for the inhabitants of the planet but now if you pull back now it's like well okay do we really need to put all this effort into regulating Mm -hmm. emissions in our development and our in our innovations with the cars yeah so they're like what the fuck do we do like Mm -hmm. what are you guys need to figure it's almost like figure it out because we are trying to move forward in building cars and there's this constant like and i just can't comprehend it just doesn't make sense that you're just pulling back on all of these things. And they're, and the Trump administration is literally making the same argument that Obama was making on for the restrictions. Mm-hmm. This article says that I, I got to find the specific part, but basically that it's going to be more affordable and accessible for people to get cars if we roll back on these regulations and restrictions. Yeah. So if you just say the same shit, it's okay. Yeah, apparently. I just don't understand how in the broader scheme of like, if you're looking at just this, the level of selfishness where I see in this society and culture in 2019 is unreal. 
There's no concern or consideration, one, for other people, but two, the future, and three, the fucking only place that we have to live. And I just constantly think about who knows how many years it'll be until I'm not here anymore, but for people to think like, I'm just going to go hard until I'm not here anymore and then it's not my problem. Like, I just can't comprehend that level of thinking for these billionaires, millionaires, whoever. Not not saying that they're all selfish and whatever, but just this, this because there are a lot of very wealthy people who do donate and help and, and start programs and whatever, whether that be for the interest of people or tax write-off, whatever. But I'm just saying, like, this this idea of just pulling back on these restrictions, how is that good? I can see how you could argue for like a, a economic debate or an economic argument on how it's bad to have these restrictions, but overall in the life of people, like I, I you're, it's talking about smog in California. This article was mm-hmm. how as a Californian are you just like, okay, yeah, fuck it, bring on more smog. Yeah, I mean the thing is like these these emission standards are imposed by a democratically elected government of California. Mm-hmm. So you would have to think that majority of Californians are support that those emission standards. It's not it's not for us to decide what works for Californians. That's right. how the United States works. That's how federal that's how federalism works. That's how I mean that's just how our system works, right? Like if you don't like that California has strict emission standards, then I, I guess then move. Right. Right. Then like if you're a company that wants to operate outside of those restrictions and then move. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, people do. And like Cal, I mean, if, if you think that California is going over the top and you don't believe the science behind climate change, okay, whatever. Um, there's doesn't really need to be a, a normative. You don't have to take a normative stance on this. You can just be like, well, then yeah, then move to a state that allows you to pollute. Right. I mean, but ultimately, it's the the environment affects the environment does affect everybody, which is right. why we need a, a federal government that does set that sets standards, <laughs> and then the, then the states can restrict from there. But I I don't know. I just. I just I read that I read, reading this article and, and it's, it's it's absolutely right. I pulled up the New York Times yeah. one that you mentioned too, and it's it's the uncertainty in the markets mm-hmm. is yeah. that uh, the auto industry it was already had already made started to make the adjustments because California is a huge market, right? right? It's one of the biggest markets in the United States, so they're like, okay, well, we started. They've already started to make the plans and implement these mm-hmm. emissions restrictions on their on their products. And all of a sudden now it's like, okay, well, I guess we didn't have to do that, but right. it's like this market uncertainty and, and anybody know anything about market in the stock market, everything right. is built on future projections. Yes. So these guys aren't this, this, this whimsical fly by the seat of your pants. No, like I'm going to tackle every single problem in the moment that it it's in the moment that it presents itself. And right. then I'm moving on without any sort of future plan. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's, it is catastrophically unstable mm-hmm. I, it, it, I don't know i am just rambling but i i can't i read this and i was like dude you can't you just can't do that you right. just cannot i don't care like whether you believe in the science like if you believe in the science or not whatever but the fact that just at the political like just on the political lens of this mm-hmm. if you have to you whether you agree with even if you agree with the strict emissions or not like you you have to have like if you're if you call yourself a Republican, you have to. This has to give you pause, right? This has to give you pause. Something has to give you pause that says 
wait, that's not what I believe. Right. I don't know if they know what they believe and generally as the population. It's like, I believe in states' rights. Okay, well, here is a... Here's a place for you to say, oh, you know what, I, I agree. You know, but they don't it, agree with that state. I guess. I guess. I guess. It <laughs> They're is, not. I che- guess, California doesn't check their boxes. I guess it is that simple. California is not with us. So we. Exactly. We, they don't count. Right. They don't get they don't get the same protect. They don't get the same protections they have. They're different. That's terrifying. I guess. I mean, I, I don't know. Maybe that's maybe that is what it boils down to. I don't know. But that it's just one more thing. One more thing. I, I, it's just depressing as. I don't know. I don't know. I, I just, I see this, I see this um, in the same thing, in, in the same thing with the gun debate. I got, all, I was just saying like, you know what, if we're going to pass restrictions on ARs, on assault, on assault weapons, mm-hmm. um, it's got to be done through a legislative process. And that's what, that's what Biden tried to say. And he got hammered for it on the stage. <laughs> that's like, so just dumb. Saying, it's like, got to be with the constitution. If we're going to do it, it has to be constitutionally like, Otherwise, you're going to get you're literally playing into the into the hands of the NRA, right? Um, because they've all uh. they've all already thought that your guys are that your gun grabbers, and now you have actual candidates standing on the stage on a national nationally televised yes. debate saying that you're going to use an executive order to confiscate. Right? They've already the the underlying theme has always been like all gun legislation is a Trojan horse of confiscation. Well, now you just now you just had a candidate essentially. Um, make make those fears real it doesn't matter how that beta o'rourke is only pulling one percent right it they heard it that and, narrative and is there that is rep- yeah. irreparable damage and you just further put a divide between <sighs> it's gonna it now it's harder it's gonna be way harder to actually pass any sort of gun reform oh yeah um so anyway hmm. i i just is these extra like this extra constitutional means to try to Get around whatever you want to do in the in the in the in the meantime. And I don't even know what Trump's like play is with. Sorry, I'm not talking into my mic. I don't even I don't know what <laughs> Trump's like Trump's play is with these with these standards. Me neither. Standards. I don't get it. Is it just to stick it to Obama? Like, what is your weird stick obsession? It, stick it to California because he's mad yeah, about like, yeah he, because they've spurned him a couple of times right like, I, about his wall and stuff like. Well, doesn't that article also say that like. Um, California is kind of dictating that market, like you said, because it's such a, um, because there is so much. I don't know how you said it, but basically, mm-hmm. there's there's a big market for cars in California, so they're kind of also dictating that market. And these, um, it said like a bunch of, um, car companies had signed on to support those restrictions. Yeah, because they're already shifting towards that. And if they want to sell in California, yeah, exactly, they need to meet that. Yeah. So it, and they're like, well, then we, then we, they've, they've worked out in their budgets and their projections yeah. and everything that it, it works for them. And then I don't understand, like, it's just this is just another example of his, of his, um, I don't know, I, his own self interests driving his 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 policies. I, I just I don't know. This is just this flab- I we'll see where this goes. This might just be another thing for him to try to get in the headlines and rally up his base, and right. then it goes away and we don't hear about it again. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I'm just so tired. I'm so tired of hearing things like this. But and the support is, for it. Yeah, it's weird. It is weird. <laughs> like, where are you Republicans? Like, none of them have said anything about it. Nothing. None Silence. Yeah. Well, not you. <laughs> not tell him, Jake. Yeah, I'll tell him. <laughs> 
Well, do you want to lighten the mood with uh, your little show? Oh, yeah. Are you ready? Yeah. Are you ready? Apparently, everyone wants counterculture. I didn't think it was that popular, but... What? Hey, kids, are you ready for counterculture? Well, here's your host, Jake. All right, so we're back with counterculture. It's been a while since we've done it. I think it's been about a month at least. Too long. It's been way longer it's than a month. Has it been? Okay. Tell me about your life. Tell me about your counter. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, that's, that's, that was kind of Tommy Wiseau right there. Tell me about your life. Do you even know life? Tell me about your counter. Um, so, anyway, the... Oh, by the way, Tommy Wiseau is coming to Portland in October. So, trying to go meet him again. Anyway, um, <laughs> counterculture. Yeah. So, uh, most recently, this was actually perfectly timed, perfectly timed because everybody, Jeff hit me up and said, people want to hear counterculture. And I was like, man, I don't really have anything going. And then all of a sudden yesterday, something happened at work and I was like, okay, this should be a perfect story. So I'll set, I'll set this, I'll set the stage. So I'm managing a couple of days. Well, this is two days ago now I was managing and I get this call. It's like manager line one. So I pick it up and it's this guy and he says, Yes, my name is, I can't remember his name, but he said, um, you sold my teenage son a gun and I need to return it. And I was like, what, hold on, hold on, a teen, your teenage son? No, like he's 18 at least. Right. So stop trying to make it look like we just, we were the irresponsible ones who just like uh, used you know, vol- we were vultures that just preyed on your on your uh, your teenage son and sold him some gun. And so I was like, well, I was like, well, he couldn't have been a teenager, sir. He has to be. At you least said eight- that he has to be at least eighteen. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Because well, this tone was awful. Okay. This one was terrible. So I was like, uh, and he's like, well, okay, so my so here's the story. He's he kind of like backed off a little bit, and he's like, here's the story. And he says, well, so my son is going off to college, and he came in and bought a gun from your establishment with money that he was supposed to use for college. It's his money. He didn't steal it, but he wasn't supposed to use it for anything other than college. And we just really need that money back. So we need to return the gun. And I'm like, well, we, how long ago did he buy it? First of the, like the beginning of July. I was like, I can't. I said, has it been, has the gun been fired? No. I was like, Hey, well, if it hasn't been fired, like, Technically, can return it, but if it's been fired, I can't legally take it back as a new gun because it's not a new gun. Right. You have to buy it back as a used gun, and you're going to take a hit on that because yeah. we have to sell it as a used gun. And he said, oh, "Well, he's like, well, I also want to return ammo." He's like, "The guy he bought like four hundred dollars worth of this kid bought like four hundred dollars worth of ammo and this Damn. gun with his college money." And I was like, "Well, we're going to have to bring the gun in. We're going to have to inspect it to make sure it hasn't been shot. And as long as the ammo hasn't been open, like the boxes haven't been open, I can return the ammo. But it's all like predicated on on um, all predicated on those things. Those things. Right. And so he's like, well, he's like, he's like, well, that's just. He's like, I'm I'm begging you. I'm just saying. I'm asking you for. I'm asking you for mercy. Like I, we just really need this money. <laughs> and I, I'm like, dude. Like I feel bad for you, but. I can't like. There's only so much I can do until I right, see it. Right. So he brings in. He brings in the gun. Oh, he came in. Yeah. He, oh, I'm like, shoot. I'm like, and your son has to be here because if we have to buy it back as a used gun, he was the original purchaser. Right. So we have to 
we have to be the one he has to be here Dang. too so that so the dad the dad shows up the kid shows up and the kid's like super quiet like, yeah was he like back. towing him by his he, ear it, it, it was, <laughs> essentially the kid was like really sheepish oh and wow so the dad was like here it is well of course the kid threw away the original box he didn't have like the manual or any of the other stuff that he came with just a shotgun and oh it's a shotgun yeah okay so and i'm like well i said I said, well, we, we talked over the phone. You said it was like, you said it was brand new. And the dad's like, well, yeah, the gun is. I'm like, well, I can't, it doesn't have the box. Like, how am I supposed to take it back as a new gun mm-hmm. and then explain to the next purchaser, oh, yeah, we don't have the box. Or it's the new, but there's no box. There's no box, no manual. There's none of that, like, no, tr- no trigger lock that it comes with. Like, none of that. None of it's here. And he's like, well, it hasn't been shot. And I look at it, and of course it's been shot. And then the, and then the son fesses up that it had been shot. <laughs> Oh my god! And the gun was like all in front of you. The gun was dirty. Yeah. Oh no! So I was just like, I'm like, man. I said, sir, I am sorry. I can't, I can't take this gun back as new. Right. It's what, just. I don't know if you can tell me or should tell me, but what's the difference in 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 the money returned, like that so, you could or could not give back? Okay, so the gun sell that particular shotgun sells new for three hundred fifty dollars. Okay. And we put it on sale from time to time for two ninety nine. Mm-hmm. Um, when we buy a used gun, we give. It depends on if they want straight across cash or if they want to use it for store, store credit. credit. We get yeah. a we get a, we give a better percentage right. of money if you do store credit. Did you offer um, store credit? No. Oh, you should have. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> you can. Oh my god, that would have been so funny. <laughs> so, the, so, so, we, so I had the the guy that does our um, that does our gun appraising look at it and yeah. he came to the he came and he's like well if it's gonna be straight across cash like 60 percent of 299 of 299 because we're taking up the last sale price and it was just they were just gonna lose a ton of money on that yeah. and then my head like my i called my like the head manager well the head manager is on paternity leave so the other uh, manager that's in charge while well, he's on paternity leave i called john and he's more of the gun guy anyway right and i asked him i was like i was like what should we do and i explained the situation he's like okay we'll give them a little bit more than what we would normally mm-hmm. just to be nice but they didn't they lost they they, they, they took they, it yeah they i mean they had no Whoa. other they had no like, yeah he's like he's yeah they they took it and they lost they lost about 150 bucks on the gun but they what um, about the ammo the ammo i the ammo wasn't open like okay. it was still like in its original box like okay. it was like a thousand there's a thousand rounds of 223 mm-hmm. and the box the case hadn't even been cut mm-hmm. so i took that back but yeah the um yeah that that was uh that was interesting because the, the 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 kid and the dad were as soon as the dad came in and he like realized like kind of one he got kind of caught in a lie because i don't know i don't know if he knew the kid had thrown away the box or anything like that mm-hmm. but the way like just the way he started like you sold my teenage yeah, gun yeah, yeah, yeah. like when he was going to try to be aggressive and then just folded like a pair of twos like instantly <laughs> so oh. I, I just but i just i love that like you you victimized you my like, did you, it. you were the vulture that sold my gun like my kid this mm-hmm. like what are we supposed to do an 18 like some 18 year old kid walks up says he wants a bike gun. he's a legal age everything's fine he has his own money what are we supposed to do are you did you ask your parents What's if you can this buy this money for yeah <laughs> did you ask your parents if you can buy this no like what, yeah. what business is what business oh does oh my that? god jake you should have offered store credit <laughs> i wish i had oh I my even, god I didn't, even, I didn't even think about it <laughs> this is for his college we can give you more for store credit <laughs> holy shit he would have blown his top yeah he probably would have <laughs> so after so we, we took the gun we took the gun back um gave him like i think it was like 210 bucks for it or something and then um took wow. the ammo back so 
I was just, but I, I was thinking maybe I was like, man, if the difference between like, I mean, I guess that's what, like five hundred, six hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. I suppose that's like first month's rent for a apartment wherever right, he's going to college right. or something. Maybe he's going to Clark. Books I don't, I don't know. Who knows? But I was like, man, if if six hundred dollars is the difference between like, if that's make or breaking you for yeah, that's, yeah, that's tough. Like, yeah. I try to have I try to have as much empathy as I could for like, sure as a broke college student yeah that five or six hundred dollars can make a ton of difference oh like, fuck yeah so. that's a lot of money to us <laughs> <laughs> dang dude yeah anyway so that was that yeah I don't know if that's as exciting as everybody was hoping for but I did have somebody try to return a so I had somebody try to dude returns have to be great stories okay so this one <laughs> I get called up to the front and in. I walk up to the front and for a return. They said, manager of the front for a return. I walk up front and I get up front with my cashier and there's just a single stick of deodorant sat on the counter. And I'm, I'm with like, the lid on <laughs> with the lid on. Okay. And I'm like, this can't be it. Someone's not trying to return a stick of deodorant. Oh. And we sell, we don't sell like normal deodorant. It's, it's um, scent killer deodorant for hunting. So okay. there's, there's no, like there's no scent to it at all. Okay. And I pick it up and I open the cap. Do you have and some? The, no, I don't know. Okay. Ducks, for right. duck hunting, you right. that. It's mostly for deer and elk. Um, so I pop the cap open and like there's the, the hair stuck to it. There's, <laughs> thank God there wasn't any hair stuck to it. But oh. there was like the the plastic like, like yeah. protector cap is gone. Mm-hmm. And I'm looking at it and I'm like, sir, like, why are you trying to return this? He goes, it doesn't work. It doesn't smell. He says it doesn't. He goes, it doesn't work. I'm like, it doesn't work. It doesn't work. <laughs> like. He's like, but I, so I'm going to pick out, he's like, I just want to exchange it. So he's going to, he's going to get another stick. Another. Um, but just exchange it. Cause there's do no, they smell? Gotta be, no, it's, it's completely odorless. Right. It's just for. It's just like the, that nasty chalk. Okay. What like, is that? Um, antiperspirant? Yeah. Okay. Well, it's just like the, the clumpy chalk. Right. But nasty. is it to prevent smelling? What yeah. is the point well, of it? To, well, one is supposed to vent or sweating? You, like, your body odor. But then it also like doesn't have any sort of like smell to it. Okay. Because if you put on Old Spice, deer you know deer are gonna smell that. Okay. So it's completely odorless. Okay. It, it, it prevents you from odoring, and it doesn't have any odor itself. Okay. So yeah. It doesn't work, but he's gonna get another another yes. stick. So then I was like, this is the strangest thing. It's like a four dollar stick of deodorant. This guy was real, that's cheap. This guy was a real ass. This guy was a real asshole. I know deodorant is expensive <laughs> is these days, expensive. dude. My Old Spice Swagger is incredibly. It's like that's five, what I get. It's like five fifty a stick for Swagger. It's like five fifty a stick, and this <laughs> I know the, the Safeway up here in Salmon Creek doesn't mm-hmm. sell it anymore. They don't oh. sell. They don't sell the Invisible Solid. They only sell like the chalk, the kind, white chalk, yeah. and then the uh, the liquid, the real liquidy one where it comes Ooh. out like that cheese grater thing. Yeah, that stuff's nasty. No way. Nope. Back on. <laughs> <laughs> um and that's our stance on deodorant <laughs> <laughs> anyway oh, anyway so yeah so i uh shoot okay um so i ended up i ended up getting more of the story so apparently this guy mm-hmm. had called, he was a real asshole he can't he was a dude he was a he was a jerk he was like standing there with his arms folded like he, he was, probably stunk jake like he was <laughs> like he was going to like like you're going to return this or I'm going to have a real problem. And I was just like, whatever, it's four bucks. I exchange it. I broke the little, like the twisty knob thing and then just affected it. I oh, in store affected it. Mm-hmm. said like it came in broken, mm-hmm. whatever. It's $4 dead downwind. The company is 
the company's name. They're not going. That's what the company's name is. They're not going to squabble over. Like, yeah, that four dollars is going to make or break him, <laughs> right? So, <laughs> but I get more of the story, and this is so. The, apparently, this guy had come in earlier when he bought it. Apparently, he bought same this, day. Yeah, okay. About this earlier in the day, and then called like five minutes later, and asked for the um, the Wait. cashier that helped him. Okay, and and then. Mich- uh, I shouldn't say their name, yep. but the one cashier who picked up wasn't the ca- cashier that helped him. And he's like, hi, my name is so-and-so. Can you give my number to the cashier who helped who helped me? Oh. And so he's trying to like pick up one of my cashiers. Uh-huh. So then like a couple hours later, the cashier that he wanted to call him. They didn't give the number, I'm assuming. Well, they were like, we know like that cashier told that cash, uh-huh. the cashier that this guy wanted to her to have her number his, his number. number and she's like well no because she's engaged this girl's engaged she has her like like her engagement ring on her hand okay like, anyway it doesn't <laughs> i'm like and i'm i'm listening to this and apparently i didn't know this so the guy comes back in like three hours later and like awkwardly tries to return deodorant like the whole thing was just probably a ruse to get back into the store that's so he what he meant by it didn't work <laughs> That's it. That's it. Yeah. Oh my god. His in the the, uh, <laughs> the deodorant did not enhance his ability to mate. Yes, exactly. Do you remember? Do you remember that? Um, I think it was. Uh, oh god, what what deodorant company was it? There was like this deodorant company. I think it was Speed Stick, mm-hmm. where it was. Um, they had all these like super like nerdy looking guys, and they're like, "I need my deodorant to like." smell like i put on tons of deodorant because it helps and it it helps uh they had like this nerdy kid and he's like he smells like and it didn't have any odor and he's like this does not enhance my ability to mate i don't know <laughs> ever it's one of the most it's one of those random things you remember from a kid as a kid from hmm. commercials in between episodes of boy meets world but <laughs> anyway well you need to I think returns is a good a good good path to find follow for your your stories. Okay, that's good. The 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 uh, <laughs> the deodorant one. Oh okay. my gosh! <laughs> yeah, I had a guy yesterday return um, wanting to return half of a. He's like, yeah, I won this. He's like, I I didn't buy this from you, but it's a it's a rod I won. It's like a used rod I won at a at an auction, and. When I went to go put the rod together, the, the bottom, it's a two-piece rod. The bottom part and the top part didn't fit together. Mm-hmm. I know you guys stock it, and it says here that there's a warranty with Okuma. I was just wondering what you could do for me. Like, <laughs> what? you didn't buy it from here. You wanted it in an auction. It's a used rod, and you want me to do something for you? you want me to do something for you? <laughs> Dude, that's such insight into... I'm just like what? <laughs> go go to the go to the uh, the the organization that took that in as a donation and sold it as a raffle item like yeah what you're just so yeah yeah here man here's a brand new rod off my shelf here yeah i'll just here fix this i'll just eat 80 (laughs) i'll just eat 80 bucks yeah it's like well you just can't send it back to okuma and tell them like they sent the wrong halves of rods no (laughs) i can't do that like what are they this rod is used like it's literally used it's it's dirty yeah and I'm like, I, yeah, they're, they're going to believe that this was sent like that. I'm like, come on, man. <sighs> so he's like, well, how much is it going to cost me to send it back to Okuma? Mm-hmm. I was like, $15 shipping. And he paid it. Oh. He's, he's going to send it back to Okuma. Uh, that's the name of the rod company. Right. I, 
<laughs> I just would love to see without a with the uh, the technic like the warranty repair technician for Akuma is going to look like. Yeah, look at imagine that job. Yeah. Oh, there was like a when I worked for a company, a pretty big company in this region. Um, there was like the returns area, and I would see some of the things that people return clearly used, destroyed, and it's like. I, I just realized that. That was like a little flashback memory right there of all the things I've seen returned. But mm-hmm. I can't imagine being like on the forefront of of those steps and like handling what's coming back. Mm-hmm. Are, you a, are you a return guy? Like are you a guy that returns? No. Stuff? Yeah, me neither. Only on Amazon. Okay. But that's because I don't have to deal with the Jakes of the world. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like um, uh, like uh. Not like if something doesn't fit, mm-hmm. I'll just return it back and order a different size on Amazon. Not like it's broken. Yeah, but there are people like because my brother works uh, at Costco and they'll take back anything at any time, any way. And there are people, there are people who will like buy a couch, use it for an entire year, and then take it back and get it replaced. That's insane. That, I don't get that. that. A company like Costco can afford that kind of yeah. I, that's insane to me. I don't get that. I don't return. I don't return anything. No, me neither. I've I've never. Re- I, mean, I shouldn't say never. I'm sure I've like returned a couple of things that didn't fit. I think I returned a. That's trash, a good question. I returned a. Tra- I returned trash a bag, trash can. Trash yes. <laughs> <laughs> I returned a trash can that didn't fit in under my sink at our old apartment. To, oh, see, but that's fair. It's a Target. Right. Yeah. It was like the next day. Yeah. I, I just I don't understand these people. Like, yeah, I, I bought this like. Four years ago, and it doesn't work for me anymore. Yeah, I had it like people do that with waiters all the time. They're like, oh. I've had this, I've had this pair of waiters for like four years, and it's starting to leak. Can you? What like, are waiters, Jake? Um, things you put on so you can walk on the water. Some people might not. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's just so crazy to me the whole what people what goes through people's minds. Like, think that that's okay. The thought process to say, I'm going to try to take this back. I, yeah, I mean, I guess if it works for you, people, if it saves you money, right? If yeah. you can return a two hundred dollar pair of waiters, like after four years of use mm-hmm. and get a brand new pair, I mean, I mean I, worth it. I'd be way too embarrassed to do that. I yeah. Just, I couldn't, oh yeah. I couldn't. Yeah, me uh, neither. Yeah. Hmm. One final note. Yes. So for my intercultural communications class, we get people who listen pretty regularly from across the world. Um, we get one guy from Saudi Arabia and I was uh, wondering where all of these listens were coming so from. So we get one from Saudi Arabia <laughs> and one from Russia about oh, okay. every week. Okay. To either of you, if you're listening to this, please reach out to me. My uh, my email is jj3540a at student.american.edu. Say that again slower. <laughs> jj3540a at American dot no sorry at, at student dot American dot edu <laughs> I'll repeat that next week yeah just in case but I need it for a for a um a class project I need to have a cultural mentor mm. so I need to reach out to somebody who's from a completely different culture of my own mm-hmm. and do like this collaborative thing it's not much work on your I just have to interview you okay so if you're interested if you're Listening from a different country. It doesn't have to be from Russia or Saudi Arabia. Literally any other country. Uh, please reach out to me. I would love to, um, to one, meet you because of the show. I would love to, you know, listen, hear from a listener, uh, hear what you guys think. But also just for um, for this assignment, 
that would be helpful. Is the culture is the cultural difference defined by proximity? No. So it could be U.S. different culture. Yeah. Okay. Or if you have a connection that Jay could use, write in. Yeah. So, just uh, yeah, just let me know. I need I need help. 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 All right. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Thank mm-hmm. you.